Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Hello everybody. Is it spring where you're at? It's been about five days of what we call the big meltdown. Yes, the snow is melting. Not that I'm melting down, but the snow is melting. We had about a week, maybe closer to 10 days where we had really bright sun. It just made everything shiny and sparkly and felt new. And then it warmed up and we've lost a lot of snow. And I'm excited about it. Not quite as much snow as I hoped. And of course, there is cooler weather and a few flurries in the forecast for later on in the week. But today, the sunshine has been replaced with rain. And I must say, I'm going to talk about what happened over the sunny days that has spurred me on to being productive with my little crafty creativity world. The first thing, though, is um, I kind of got up today and realized that about a year ago today is when the first lockdown happened in our state. So the gray sunshine, gray sunshine, yes, yeah, what it's called here, gray sunshine, the gray day that um, has overtaken the beautifully sunny days, you know, did kind of set a little bit more of a somber tone. And, I, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this in the podcast, but I think it's worth acknowledging the the feelings that have come with the one year anniversary of the lockdowns and the really how life changed right about this time last year for lots of reasons. Lost a family member. That was tough. Um, all of the changes that happened over the last year from being so busy and out of the house going a million miles an hour wishing I had five minutes to sit down some days um, to everything at home. I, you know, that's that's been huge. It's been a huge change. It's also been a huge change on how everything was done over the last year. And then to to bring in the anniversary, uh, my daughter and her entire family and her husband and all the kids, they got COVID after being so careful, but you know, it happens and they're doing well. I don't want you to worry about that. Um, so far they're halfway through it, I think. And it just was like, wow, on the one year anniversary, when I thought everything was going to get better and maybe glimmers of, um, the, the thought that pre-pandemic life might be coming soon. Um, yeah, yeah, that happened. Uh, I did get vaccinated and um, I feel that I made a good choice for, for me. And I just want to say, you know, 
I think it's worth it. It's worth it. So, so that just has been a big, a big thing. You know, here we are. Um, the canceled trip again happened. Uh, we were going to go visit them. This is the third attempt in the last 18 months that I've tried to go see my grandkids. And it's been a couple years since I've seen them. I don't want you to feel sorry for me, but I was very disappointed. Um, but we're still taking the week off and we're going to do something. I've got to take some vacation time or I'm going to wind up cashing it in. And I just, that just goes against my principles. I have a lot of vacation time where I work and it's built up with not too many um, sick days at home because I've been pretty well over the last year, except for a couple of days with my diabetes and arthritis, but I had a sinus infection, but that's the, the strange thing. Um, I've got a lot of vacation time. So we're going to take a week off. I don't know. I, I want to do a socially distanced thing. Maybe we're going to go to a zoo in the region. Maybe we'll do a hiking trail. But, you know, the things that I really want to do and the things that I miss are still things that are not open, most likely, um, like museums. I would love to do that. But, you know, they're they're indoors in a closed space. Um, festivals over the summer are already starting to cancel a lot of the ones we go to. So that's going to be another different summer. Um, you know, a year ago, I was just sewing, 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 sewing. Yeah, masks, so many masks. And masks for work, masks for people that I knew. I was getting masks to, to distribute around. And so there was so much sewing. I did a lot of um, nervous energy sewing. I, I did four or five quilts last year tops. I sewed probably, you know, I'm going to be honest. I think it was closer to 10 quilt tops. And I just, I think I burnt myself out on sewing quilt tops. It was just this, I had to compulsively sew. It was my way of dealing with it. And all of then, you know, all of the other creative things that I do kind of came to the stop and, um, the stop, the stop inside. And, and then I know, um, we all turned to gardening. We all turned to making bread. I had to cut out the bread because my blood sugars and, um, you know, I'm gearing up for another year of big time gardening and houseplants. And I got all the houseplants. I still have all the houseplants. Um, now I got a, I bought bigger pots. I told you about my trip to TJ Maxx, because uh, we have been able to do some shopping in the community safely. And TJ Maxx was about the crowded, most crowded place I've been to. Um, but I stayed away from people real pretty well. People were respectful, but I had already been vaccinated by that point too. And I was being encouraged by my doctor to try to get out of the house a little bit. I don't know why he would say that. I've only, I've been in the house a lot. Um, so I chuckled when I, when, um, the Holderness family is one of my favorite YouTube channels and they did a song called The One Year Wall. I talked about that I think last time. You can check it out um, on that show notes from last week. And then this week they did a 
a little skit. And it was very, very, it was so me. Um, the wife's name is Kim and her husband's name is Penn. Kim is a big introvert and Penn is a big extrovert. And I'm laughing because she was talking about how she really felt about returning to normal life. You need to watch it because that's my brain. Everything in that skit, you need to watch it. If you're an introvert, you'll totally relate. And even if you're an extrovert, maybe you're married to an introvert and the opposites attract thing. Um, they just do a really nice job of putting words to all of the strange things that we've been thinking and feeling over the last year. So yeah, the one year anniversary of the lockdowns have um for our country here in the United States, and I know other countries still have lockdowns, and I'm I'm not convinced that there won't be some other restrictions in place. We we really haven't like opened up in Michigan like some other states have. You know, restaurants are are just now starting to serve people, and I think they bumped it up to fifty percent capacity this month. They're getting more and more people vaccinated. I think people over 50. So hopefully my husband will get his vaccine. And that leaves um, people in my family that need to get vaccinated will be my kids' generation. And then we'll wait and see what happens with pediatrics, which I don't think that will be ready for quite some time. So... With that, does that mean I'm going back to the office soon? I think so. That's where I'm like freaking out because I've been home for a year <laughs> doing my own thing and having total control over my schedule and no interruptions. And that's going to be weird going back to the office. And I haven't even been in that building, but maybe a handful of times over the past year to pick things up drop things off. And um, I trained one person in a huge conference room and we were probably 20 feet apart um, for one day. <laughs> so yeah, I think about it and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not going to be an easy just pick up and go back like it was, is it? So it's been a big change in a lot of things over the last couple of weeks for me. So what have I been doing? Well, I have been participating in the 100 Hexes 100 Days. So I've been making seven Hexes a week according to the theme. First week was Sower's Choice. This week is Treasures. So I was so excited about the hexagons and with the sunshine, I got really inspired again to do other things. You know, I had been working on my art journal and doing a lot of hand lettering from those classes I took on Michael's online for free. I've done a lot of experimentation with other kinds of art because I got burned out on um, working on uh, quilt tops and sewing. I finished all of the customer quilts to quilt and I am thrilled they're done. The last two quilts were custom and um, let me tell you the story. So she dropped them off in October, September, October, and then she goes to a warmer climate for the winter and she came back and picked them up Monday. I'm swallowing hard because 
their beautiful applique. I mean, these were, I think she bought them as applique kits and she did a top drawer job. I mean, just beautiful. One was combination of hand and machine applique and it was the valentine victorian hearts that i've talked about and the other one was a red hot batik with red rose of sharon flowers different rose of sharon in every block phenomenal well the one that i did first was the valentine one and it's totally custom i've done custom quilts before but something happened with the backing and the backing sagged and it was a quilt she'd had for a long time I don't know if it was that stretched in the years that she owned it and it was you know when she was prepping it but the back sagged in the middle and there were about four pleats in the back and I was just devastated I was so devastated I've never had a quilt pleat on the back I don't know what happened maybe I did something wrong I don't know um, when you're custom quilting you you kind of work in areas and I did a, some things where I had to roll up and roll back and change thread colors and I don't know what happened but there was pleats. I was sick about it and I thought she was going to be livid. Um, I didn't sleep much the night before she came. I didn't realize it bothered me that bad. But she loved the quilt so much. She got tears in her eyes and she thanked me. And I'm sure she'll bring another quilt back. That's your biggest fear, right? So it's the first time in a decade where I had them pleat on the back. Now I've had quilts on the front Pleat, but those were usually like big borders that were waving in the wind or diamond shapes or on point once in a while can pleat on you because they ripple like Dresden plates you know they balloon up so I've had that but never had the back so I was worried about it she loved it she cried I cried she gave me a tip because I took a big discount off the one quilt and um it was a big relief and it came on the end of me just needing a break from, oh, I did so much long arming over the last nine months. I did so much sewing over the last nine months. And I just kind of took a break from piecing and machine piecing. And I got my quilts out, got a couple of um, battings. I went to this locally bought one bought one from angel uh, halo inspiration she's got a great little quilt shop and uh, i'm gonna order some more batting if i need it but i think i have enough for the quilts on hand because i started my own quilts i'm on the second one it, it did two twins so the first quilt i quilted of my own was just all over swirls was the Pat Sloan traffic jam that I did last year as a sew along with my Facebook group. The quilt that I have on now is a free pattern by Quilting Jet Girl that I used orphan blocks on and it is a circle quilt and it's probably 60 inches square. I'm about halfway done with that and then I'm going to continue. I think I have five or six more quilt tops one is a twin size it's the pineapple then I have the trip around the world and then I found some 
uh, bonus blocks that I did a YouTube video on, if you want to see it, from the arrows quilt that I did for the Moda Bake Shop several years ago. They're dyed, well, the Shibori dyed is reproductions. They're by Moda using um, Debbie Maddie's original shibori dyed fabrics and they're beautiful and I found all those blocks I'm like what they've been sitting in my orphan block drawer for a long time several years and I all I had to do was sew them together and the reason why they sat so long is some of the arrows didn't quite 100% line up and I was like obsessed with the fact that the blue and white contrast is very severe it's their dark indigo blue with white background and some of them didn't line up 100%. And I thought, so what? It's going to be a table topper. I finished sewing them. And now it's in the stack to be quilted. And I've gone through some of the different things that I have. And I realized that this hexagon thing has got me so excited. I finished my temperature quilt from 2019. I had just a few flowers left. Now the temperature quilt is each hexagon sewed in a flower, grandmother's flower garden style, represented the high temperatures for one week for about nine months of the year. I stopped at nine months because um, we had a year where the temperature was pretty much all the same. You know, there weren't too much, <laughs> wasn't too much contrast in the colors. So I stopped and I have a nice sized table topper. I've never made a hexagon English paper pieced hand sewn quilt before. So I been watching the videos and some of the educational information that So Foxy Mama has been putting on her Instagram page for that 100 hexes in 100 days. And I just decided that I'm going to dig out all of the English paper piecing stuff that I have, which isn't a ton, but I had more than I remembered. Because Hand sewing was super hard for me a couple years ago. My vitamin D level was low. My arthritis was really flared up. And it's the salve for my zen. I get so zen now that I've done it enough that I can English paper piece and I feel so relaxed. It is relaxing. Um, I have bee-themed hexagons from about the temperature quilt time period so probably 2019 I was in an exchange on Instagram where you sent in hexagons and then the theme was bees and honey and yellow and gold and they sent you back a mixed up bag of those themes I dug it out I have made all of those plus hundreds probably hundreds 100 or 200 more um, with the bee themed fabric and I have a bunch of the fabric left that I can make more hexagons and then I thought okay so I've been doing the one hexy a day so gold is this week so because it's a treasure right and it goes with the bee hexes so I've been sewing together hand sewing the bee hexagons now I want to take each individual flower and applique them on a fabric um, for a block. And I found this blue with gold metallic Swiss dots in it in my stash. And that's what the bee 
grandmother flower garden is going to go on. And I'm pretty excited about it because I was like, man, all I want to do is zentangle and doodle and draw and paint. And I don't want to do much with quilting. And that was okay. I had plenty of quilt stuff to do, you know, with the orphan blocks. I still have plenty. But I was just kind of like bummed because I'm like, I've been on a quilting and sewing thing for 20 some years. And I've never had this stop of my quilting mojo, I guess you call it. So hand sewing, hand sewing has been the thing. And if you're not into English paper piecing, you want to try hand sewing. Kristen Esser has their hand pieced quilt along going on her podcast. She's talked about it and she also has a Facebook group where you can purchase the pattern and work on these traditionally They're more traditional blocks. They're not super traditional though, because they're definitely things that would be hand pieced. And um, I'm I'm like in the English paper piecing, um, hand sewing blocks. I tried her first one and I just didn't love it as much as I do doing the paper piece. But you know, I like paper piecing so much better, whether it's um, paper piecing the Dear Jane or any quilt versus doing a traditionally cut strips. So that's what I have been working on. I have been totally obsessed with slowing down, sitting in the evening, doing my hexagons and lunch hour going and playing with the little hexagons and gluing them on the little papers. And I cut my hexagon papers out with my Cricut and I'm using cardstock as the paper thickness. So it's just been fun, super fun. And, uh, you know, then I still do other things, which I'll talk about a little bit. I've been exercising twice a week in the garage gym. So that's been keeping me fresh. I should do it more like three or four times a week. But twice a week is about where I'm at right now. I kept waiting for the weather to get better and it did get better and then things happened and I didn't get out and go for the walks that I was planning on, but we did get out. And so outside of doing that, my husband and I have been, we we indulge ourselves with this, oh, it's like a little game. If we could live anywhere in the world, where would you live kind of game. And sometimes it's super fun because you can go through and pick communities maybe in your state. Go on Zillow. See, with the internet now, you can play this game. You can go on Street View with Google Maps and you can go around neighborhoods and look. You can look up houses for sale and see if you could picture yourself living in a place. And I I don't know, maybe we're weird and we do this because we're cooped up so much in the winter. But This last weekend on the sunniest, most beautiful day, there is a town nearby where one of his cousins live and we drove down there, looked at a few of the houses that were for sale on Zillow, drove by a couple of businesses that may or may not be in our work background just to look and see what the buildings looked like and what the community looked like and and then his cousin was working. So we happened to pop on our mask and we went and talked to her. And it was great because we haven't seen her in a long time. And it was wonderful. 
it's just a nice game to play. You know, I don't think anything will come of it, but it's, it, it's a fun thing to do just to kind of, I think even if you don't take a vacation, they say planning the vacation is half of the stress reliever for people. You know, I think that playing this game once in a while when you're stuck in a pandemic and not being able to go anywhere, or maybe we're at a point in life, maybe, maybe a change is warranted because, you know, we don't have to stay in this community. And I think we've come to that realization. Our kids are grown up. Nobody lives here anymore, except for a few more distant relatives. Um, our close family has either passed on or they've retired and moved somewhere else. So you know how you play those games. And I think it was a great eye opener because you're like, you know, we could do whatever we want. We have the freedom to do that. And who knows? It may lead to somebody, some of us taking some risks of maybe applying for different jobs. You know, just because you apply doesn't mean you have to say yes, right? So that's just kind of, we did that. And then when we took the long way home, took scenic routes, saw the deer, and then traveled through the woods in different parts of the state, got some, you know, snacks at the convenience store and just listened to American Top 40 from 1972 on Sirius Radio. I remembered all of the songs except for a few. Um, and I have to say, disco um, in certain eras in the 70s was way more prevalent than I remember, right? <laughs> so those are things that we like to do on the weekends. And so that was a fun game that we've played in now we're just kind of thinking and pondering and just looking at the potential of we have a, another vacation coming up and what do we want to do? So the next part of stress relief is going to be planning. Like, do we want to go to a zoo? Do we want to go overnight somewhere like at a socially distanced place like an Airbnb for a night or two? Um, I don't know. We will see. My husband and I will be talking about that over the next couple of weeks. And the planning is half of the fun in a vacation. And actually, they did a study that I just read about that planning the vacation and planning your dream vacation and doing all of the research and all of that business um, is actually more therapeutic and gives you all of these positive vibes, even if you never take the vacation. So I kind of never understood that because my husband is the big vacation planner. He loves to plan the vacation. And I realize now over 35 years of being married, it's because it's got a lot of positive benefits to it. Where for me, it's always waiting for this the this type of year you where you make all of these plans and then the other shoe falls so to speak and drops and you can't go and so I hate to I hate to let the wall down and and be disappointed that's really where I don't know where that comes from it's actually quite ridiculous and I'm learning to get rid of that <laughs> so all right, so that's what the game my husband and I played this weekend. We loved it. Now, 
our creative souls. What have my sister and I been doing? Well, my sister and I are still loom knitting. I am almost to the end of my massive, warm, chunky, pink, high-end yarn, infinity scarf, cowl thing. I don't know. We'll see how big it is. It's wide and it's just, oh, it's warm and comfortable. It will keep you warm on a cold winter's day, whether you wear it outside or inside. My sister has started doing loom knitting socks. She got some looms that were a different, different style with smaller pegs. And she is learning how to do socks. She's doing a really good job. Toe up. It looks like very, very similar to traditional sock knitting. She's found a pattern and is learning to adjust it to fit her feet. And then once she gets it figured out, I'm going to take notes from her <laughs> suggestion because my feet are even bigger and wider. She has more normal sized feet for a sock pattern. I, on the other hand, would need a man's sock pattern. I have really big and wide feet. So I'm excited because that's going to be my um dream is to be able to use the loom to knit socks and slippers for myself. I need custom socks. It sucks to have really big feet and I cannot have socks that are tight and it cuts off the circulation. You know, old people talk here. Um, you just can't have socks like that. And um, even wearing compressions every once in a while, the doctor will say wear compression socks. Oh my gosh, it hurts so bad after a while. I don't do well with my feet being squished <laughs> by a sock or by shoes. So hence my passionate affair with Birkenstock shoes. And that's about all I wear is Birks anymore. So... So she has been doing loom knitting and she has doing, doing the socks. I have been continuing my pink, massive, oversized, plus size cowl. And we both have been working on our house plants. She, oh, I'm so jealous. She lives a couple hours south of me near my mom and dad. And they have fantastic thrift stores. And she found a very large terrarium looks like a massive brandy snifter on a footed um, pedestal stem. I'm not explaining that very well, but you know what I mean. It's big enough, but she said it was very inexpensive because someone had painted on it and it didn't look really nice. So she took all the paint off. She was able to strip it off. She shined it up. It looks brand new, no chips. And she took all of the polished rocks that she had um, and then put soil in first and then put the smallest polished rock pebbles that she just did this last fall, put them on top and she made a desert scene with the polished stones and marbles and she has a little tiny fairy house. You know, fairies live in deserts too. And then she planted several cactuses on different terraced levels. It's super, super cute. You can see that on our Creative Souls um, Instagram. And I think I may have, if it's not, I will be on our blog, ourcreativesouls.wordpress.com. And I've been having fun running that blog as well as the my creative corner three blog. I have found that blogging has really been energizing for me and it's part of the Our Creative Soul segment because 
I still love blogging. I've been doing it for since 2008. And, you know, seasons come and go where I blog more than not, but it's just writing things. I really, really enjoy the journal type of writing and keeping track of what we're making and what we're doing and posting it. And I guess there's part of me that's thinking, you know, maybe someday our family will want to know the things we made and how we felt about it. And um, maybe not, maybe they won't, but somebody does because I've got some people who read it and leave comments and it's fun to share with other creative people. And that's, that's just been super, super fun. So that's what we've been working on in the Our Creative Soul segment as well as the dreaming part is that we have both been talking about plants that we have, plants we want to exchange with each other and plants that we want to buy for our gardens and our fairy gardens this spring. But um, yeah, that's a long ways away for me, especially. Now she may get... um, she has a little bit longer growing season. She may be able to do some of her plants at the end of April, beginning of May. I am end of May, beginning of June before I can get tender plants out, but some perennials I can do Memorial Day weekend. So that has been pretty much all of the things that I've been working on. I'm super excited about the, um, flowers that you know hexagon flowers um but I also didn't tell you what I also found besides these um bee hexagons is I started a jewel shape little mini quilt where you sew the jewel pieces together like hearts and I'm gonna get those back out I found an old charm pack that I knew I had lost it somewhere but couldn't find it and it actually fell behind something in a closet and I found it. It's an old Happy Campers um, charm pack. And so I've been doing that with this jewel just as an experiment. That may become like a pillow cover or I don't know, journal cover, mini bag. Maybe it'll be like a patch on a bag and a pocket on a bag. I just don't know. But I just know I love making these little hand stitched things. I love hand work, but you can only do so much a day and you have to not overdo it. Um, that's, that is the thing about doing arts and crafts. You just can't even writing, even typing, even doing Zentangle and hand lettering and drawing. Yeah. You, you know, ergonomics are important. You have to use good posture and take breaks and move around. But I would rather sit and do it all day and then get cramps going and then <laughs> the pull a muscle in my hand or in my neck. You know the drill. So as it rains, yes, it's really raining out now. But I'm going to say rain is a very good thing because it probably melts the snow faster than the sunshine. And um, I'm excited about that. The other exciting thing was after a long winter with very few birds um, coming to the feeder, it's warmed up a little bit and I've seen a few more birds at the feeder um, over the last week or two. So that's been exciting. That's kind of my other pandemic thing as I joined the millions of people in feeding the birds. But part of my wanting to do that was because I had a pretty nice 
row of trees and bushes where the birds lived with some had um, little berries on them and all kinds of, you know, offerings for the birds and animals. And so I want to keep them coming to the yard, which they haven't been since all those trees were removed, but I'm not bitter. That was the other thing. Remember last year, the pandemic came and the neighbor decided it was the perfect time to um, have the parochial schools volunteers came and didn't like all of the overgrown shrubs and trees on their side of the property and they took them all down and all the ones on my side of the property too. But I have been getting over it. I've really been working on that. And so I've been excited by watching on Amazon Prime the seasons of Gardener's World with Monty Don. And I watched, I'm pretty much done with the whole season from 2000 and about 16, 2015, 2016. I learned so much from watching it in succession, like one a day, maybe two, because I really enjoy it. It's very zen. It's very relaxing. But I've learned a lot about gardening, even though he lives in a much warmer climate, just basic things about taking care of plants and vegetables and how to space them and grow them and ideas. We want to put in a wildflower section away from, you know, a part of my yard that has very poor soil and needs something. And he said that would be the perfect place. It's pretty sunny, has a little bit of shade once in a while from the neighbor when the sun goes down, but it's lot of sun. I think it'll go well there. So my yard is pretty bohemian and so is my house. So that leaves the closing segment on what I have discovered about myself during the pandemic. Oh yes, not only have I discovered that I am working at home, I agrees with me with my introverted nature, I have been to the thrift store and I have reignited this passion of collecting. I love collecting. And, you know, with Marie Kondo last year of trying to get rid of everything and go through stuff, which I did, we all did, you know, it's just part of the, the winter and spring culture, especially for me, that's like the ritual of cleaning and getting rid of old stuff and things that you've been pack ratting away for spring cleaning. We have a special pickup for garbage and old things that are not worth taking to goodwill, you know, recycle all the boxes. So I decided that, you know, because I was bored, I've been to the Salvation Army and the Goodwill a few times. And with all of the Marie Kondo-ing going on, there is some really good stuff last year at the thrift store. And I was like trying to force myself to be a minimalist, but I have this minimalist kind of mindset where If you bring a whole lot of fabric in, you should probably get rid of fabric, either give it away or take it to a donation center because I really only have so much space. (laughs) I am a collector my whole life. Since a child, I collect everything, rocks, pebbles. You know I'm a collector. You listen to the podcast. You're probably like, Vicki, we know you're a collector. You have lots of collections. And I have a lot of collections out. 
have a lot of collections put away and I rotate them. So I went to the Goodwill um, this week and I got, I found two really cute soup mugs for like from the 70s. And it's, it says like um, chicken soup. One says mushroom soup and then it has the recipe on it. It's very, very cute. I love, love, love dishes. Remember my jadeite obsession from a while ago? I have a depression glass collection. I have tons and tons and tons of old dishes put in boxes. Things come out seasonally. Sometimes I just go and look at them because I love them. I love dishes. I also have a small collection of old dolls and teddy bears. Those are in boxes because there's not lots of display places in this house but I have also collections of pictures some vintage lots of pictures of my family art everywhere and so I discovered something by listening and following um my favorite murder and Georgia Hardstark's Instagram I learned there is something called clutter core or maximalism in decor I thought it was boho, you know, because I was like trying to make my house more of this boho chic thing a couple years ago, but trying not to bring too much stuff in. You know, I want to dance with this. I need to be a minimalist mindset in Marie Kondo because I kind of believe in that and organizing and not letting my house run away with being cluttered up and all of the thoughts of, you know, being cluttered as being a bad thing. Well, oh no, I have gone down the clutter core rabbit hole on Pinterest and realizing this is my spirit animal. Yes, clutter core is. I love it. I love all of the stuff. I love the collections. I love, for as much as my ADHD brain can get overwhelmed, I love having things out and looking at them and seeing people's different collections and how they're displaying them and that some of these rooms are every inch has their clutter core stuff maximalism maximalism it's all out it's out for everyone to see and i can still rotate and yes dusty probably needs a lot more dusting but you know swiffer has got a great <laughs> feather duster thing and yes i I think I'm going to embrace who I am, which is a maximalist. I can't get rid of old things. I have lots of it. And I'm going to start trying to strategically displaying it in uh, a more creative and fun way. So that's probably what I'm going to do on my vacation. And because, you know, we're not going to go somewhere for the whole time since the kids are sick. I don't think they'll be well enough Um by then and traveling isn't good and my husband's not vaccinated. So once everybody, all the adults get vaccinated, we're going to try again, maybe in the fall. So <laughs> I'm going to embrace my clutter core. Um, I am a clutter bug. I have collected even over the pandemic with my boredom um, thrift store shopping. I've picked up more depression glass because it was a great buy. I've picked up... Um, a Coca-Cola clock. It's tiny, a little desktop. I've picked up some things for my daughter and I mailed to her like vintage cookbooks. Um, yep. I am a collector. I love the hunt. I love collecting. And you know, I've been 
you know, indulging my inner rock hound and going to beaches, especially during the pandemic when we couldn't go places. I, I know some real isolated beaches where there were very few people because we could go outside. Oh my goodness, I got fossils and all kinds of stuff. And my sister did too. And um, yeah, I'm, I might take some things for her to tumble when we can see each other again. So maximalism, if you want to see <laughs> what it's all about, go to the show notes and I've pinned um, a whole bunch of things on a board called Clutter Core on my Pinterest site. And I put that in the show notes and, um, you know, I didn't want to admit that I, I, I was a clutter person because I am a clutter person and have been my whole life. I love everything being out and looking at it and touching it and having curio cabinets and buntings out. Yeah, you know, just talking about it might make some of you um, have a panic attack, but that's what I enjoy. So I'm trying to not overdo it on the collections though. I could go on. I used to have a collection of postcards and collections of all kinds of, oh, buttons. You know, I have a button collection from my grandmother and I keep getting buttons and snipping them off old clothes and putting them in the button box. Yeah. When you start talking about all of that, I mean, I keep thinking of all the things that I have collected And I'm like, yeah, I am a maximalist to the core. And then my daughter and I got laughing because she is a mid-century decor in her house. And she goes, yep, I am a maximalist too. And let's embrace it together. So (laughs) we were laughing because I've been trying to force myself to be a minimalist and felt really guilty about not being a minimalist. And I think my daughter did too, because we were doing that whole Marie Kondo about the same time and really talking about organizing and keeping things more calm and zen in the house. And I was even going to get like rid of all of my wall art and all that. And it just, it, it didn't fit me. This does. This does. So anyway, you guys have a most wonderful week. And if you're burnt out on doing a craft maybe try something else. That's where the creative person inside of you just sometimes needs a change. And sometimes approach it as this meditative, really deep thinking focus on what you're doing. If you love it enough that you lose time and you put your whole mind into it, that's probably what you should be doing right now. And that's what English paper piecing is doing for me. I'm finding that deeply peaceful, zen, calm moments. Like when I do Zen Tangle, like when I do hand lettering, I'm doing old song lyrics and trying to put it with the feelings of today and using stickers and doodles and colors and all different kind of multimedia. That that's maybe the salve you need at the moment. And I am embracing that too. And not what I quote should be doing, but I'm going where I am experiencing the most joy and peace. And sometimes that might even be playing those little games like, what if we moved here? What does it look like here? 
What about a vacation here? Because I used to think that that wasn't healthy. And guess what? Studies show that it is. Even if you can't go anywhere right now, planning or dreaming about taking that trip or planning or dreaming about potentially moving somewhere is as therapeutic as if you did it, even if nothing changes for the next who knows how long. So be creative. Take time to dream and quilt on everyone. <laughs>